Welcome to the I Didn't Sign Up For This Podcast, a podcast where we have conversations that help youth ministers and youth pastors grow as leaders and help them in their ministries go further and go deeper. I'm here with my good friend, Nathan. Nathan, what's up in your world, man? Man, I am excited to be here with you, but man, I am also excited. We just had our fourth boy, Finley, um, and he is here. He's home what two three weeks now it's all a blur man those first couple of weeks that's right it becomes it's well congratulations and i remember that day i got a picture of a cute little baby and i was so excited for you and for kelsey and for your family so neat stuff going on in your world uh not a lot of sleep either i know (laughs) so happy for you um what's going on in your ministry world yeah, man, we're um, gearing up. We take the summers off to give our leaders a break, but we do kind of random events, one-off events, kayak day, lake day, stuff like that. But we are gearing up for our what I call our soft launch um, this Sunday. And so we'll do three weeks, um, and that's really internal focused, who we're going to be, what we want from our leaders and from our students. And then we'll kick off in uh, September with our big fall launch. But Man, I'm just excited to be back in the room, excited to be with them and with our leaders and having worship and man, just excited to get back in the room. Yeah, we did kind of the same. We had our big, we we launched back when school starts um, with our kickoff weekend. And so uh, this was the first, the first time in 18 months that we went off campus to wow. do something. So that was real special just seeing everybody gathered in you know, space. We had worship and teaching at the end of the night. We did, you know, color war and games and um, went out to the camp in the lake. And so it was just really neat. I kind of got choked up um, when I first was was able to gather everybody together and see everybody. Uh, We talked about how this is, you know, we talked about a reset. That was the theme of the weekend. It was a reset that we have an opportunity to reset ourselves, our relationships, our faith, our, you know, uh, our, our routines, our priorities. We have an opportunity to reset and man, um, how important could it be, uh, that, that, you know, this school year, you know, I don't want to say we're coming out of pandemic because I know that's not the case, but we do have an opportunity, I think, to reset a lot of things in our life. And for us, that means that we can reset our student ministry to kind of bring it back to what we're here to talk about. Um, uh, but, but this is called the I Didn't Sign Up For This podcast, and we know that there are things that you did not sign up for when you took this job uh, or when you were voluntold by your <laughs> pastor, your senior pastor, to take on this job. And so we always like to share a moment in the last little while that we did not sign up for. So Nathan, what is your, I didn't sign up for this moment. I did not sign up when I said I want to do student ministry to become a pool cleaner and manager and have all the details of running a pool. So we just, uh, moved and got a new house. It's got a pool and, you know, we're utilizing that. I'm like, man, I want to have students over. We can go swimming and hang out and all of that. But, um, you know, we're having a little trouble keeping the, the chemicals right and getting the, the pool to stay blue and not green. And, and so here Yikes. I am like, man, I've got, I've got students coming over this Sunday. I've got to get the chemicals right. And so I'm trying to, I'm learning and I'm Googling and I'm calling friends and, and I'm like, man, I just don't know what I'm doing. And so I've learned all about alkalinity and pH nice. and chlorine and all this stuff that, why do I need, I don't need to know any of this stuff. Wow. But yeah, they don't teach. 
teach you that in youth ministry. No, school. they don't. But you got to get it right, or someone's going to get sick. So yeah, or, to- or you're going to have students that are going to go home with bleach blonde hair. Right, all so. of them, and they'll all be the same, and they'll all look like twins. <laughs> yeah, for me, we did a large. Um, we usually go away on mission trips uh, every year, but with COVID, we decided to do a stay home mission trip. So we treated it like a mission trip, except for everybody went home at the end of the night. But for the three or four weeks prior, I was driving around our our county, our area with a tape measure and a pencil and a notepad. And I was, I was writing down supply lists and then going to Lowe's or Home Depot or our local ACE and buying lumber and screws and paint and delivering it. And, and I do remember in my truck thinking, man, like this is not what I expected to be doing when I, <laughs> when I signed up to do student ministry, but it is part of the gig. It was a great week. Um, we're real proud of our students and our church for what we were able to do. Um, but yeah, didn't sign up to be a, a, um, hardware delivery boy, um, <laughs> but it definitely happened. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today or the thing we're going to talk about today is, um, it is the end of summer, beginning of a school year. Undoubtedly, we have all faced the problem where we have had students who have gone wayward on us and maybe have fallen through the cracks or, just haven't been engaged, and now is a great time uh, where we can put forth some effort to re-engage those students. Um, uh, so th- that's that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. We we do this podcast in three different sections: the grind, the grow, and the go. And and the grind. The the what we're going to start with is this this problem where we we've got students who go uh, who go wayward on us and 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 have left our ministry. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about why that happens, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, you know, we always have faced this. This is not something that, as we talk about students, um, start stop coming as much, or maybe they you know, show up less often or go wayward. This is not new. This is not something that COVID caused, but, you know, COVID has magnified this. And we found that um, with COVID, one of the things I'm hearing as I'm talking with, with pastors and youth pastors is what was the tradition of going to church has kind of fallen away. And so people coming because that's just what you did has kind of broken that tradition is broken with COVID and now they have new patterns, new things that they're doing. Um, and so we're, it's just magnified the, the holes in our system, magnifying students not coming. We're realizing, well, man, I, I'm not seeing students. I'm not connecting with them like I should, you know, and this is someone that's not going to go away. It's going to continue. Um, so if you're listening to this, know that, you know, COVID hasn't completely gone away. Mm. Um, that's still there. And students going wayward is something that's going to stay. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, you'd have a student step away, obvious, you know, besides just like moving away, right? That happens, especially here. We have a military right. uh, base near us. And so there's a lot of families that come and go. It's a very transient community. And you might right. be listening and you might be in a, in a similar place where you've got a lot of young professionals who are always moving or you live near a military base. And so obviously, you know, that reason is a lot different. There's nothing that re- we can really do right. about that. Um, but there are other reasons why students would would leave your ministry talk to us a little bit about what those might be yeah ones that we can kind of have an influence on right there are certain things we don't we can't influence and so we 
can't focus on those. We got to focus on the ones we can. You know, one of them is not being engaged. They're not engaged in the ministry. And part of that is, you know, what we do on a youth night. How do you get them engaged? But then also are people engaging with them? You know, part of student ministry, part of coming is, is engaging with people, talking, hanging out, making new friends. Um, and if that's not happening, um, for a student, they're going to stop coming. Another reason is hurt. Just to be quite honest, man, bullying is rampant. And as much as we, we should fight and we do fight in our ministries, it, we're not immune to, to bullying, to people and their personalities and not, not linking together. Um, I once had a whole small group just split in half mm. over, over bullying. And, um, but it can be from, from you as the pastor. It can be from another student. It can be from the church at large. It can be from a leader. Um, and hurt is just, especially when it, when you are hurt by, or at something like student ministry, the pain goes pretty deep. Mm-hmm. The cuts pretty deep. So we really have to. And I think fight. a lot of students, when they when they look at church or student ministry, that they look at that as something um, that they should be able to trust, right, right, and feel safe. And when they don't feel that way, um, that's where we can create a lot of separation, a lot of problems uh, as far as students and their engagement with what we do. Yeah, you know, another thing is just, I mean, just sheer boredom. You know, if they are not being, if they're not engaging with. The material. One thing we find with like even our games, we've got to rotate the games because you know some games are geared more for middle school students that are high energy, but some of them are more geared towards high school students. And you know you can have if you're doing one or the other, you can disenfranchise the other side because they become bored, they're not engaged. Even something as simple as you know just for us as as communicators and as pastors, our messages, what we're talking about. You know, one of the things I talk, I hear from my students all the time, you know, is, is what we talk about. They want it to be something that matters to them in their world. If we're not talking about things that make them want to come, make them want to listen, you know, they may stop coming. You know, the other is, I mean, theological, ideological. I mean, when you start talking about, um, things like sexuality, when you start talking about certain theological principles and things, you're going to have some students that disagree, especially in this culture where it is now the first non-Christian generation with 33% of them being none. Aaron, I don't know what your numbers, but I have tons of students that come that fall in the LGBTQIA spectrum. Tons of students that when they first come don't claim faith, don't belong to Jesus, but they come because someone invited them and they wanted to come hang out. And, you know, there are some landmines that we can step on if we're not careful that can cause a student to get separated from us. You know, and there's also, you know, health reasons whether it be physical health and you know what's really difficult with health is if it's something that they can't control Mm. we have to be very careful to stay connected and that we don't get hurt that they're not there when it's out of their control whether it be for health physical reasons emotional reasons or even mental reasons you know we can also get personally like man I'm upset they're not coming. and They were one of my core students, and now right. I don't see them. Yeah. And if that happens, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, and they feel like they're still here, they still feel like this is their home youth group, their home church, and they've kind of been lost or cut, and that can really cause some hurt and leave them separated. You know, and also leaving for other ministries. You know, um, this is something that 
among youth pastors is kind of very taboo to even talk about as a, as a student attending or going to another ministry. I can know with 100% confidence, Aaron and myself, I, I don't care where you go to youth group as long as you go somewhere. Yep. If you find another ministry that fits your niche, then go. Yep. And one of the things I know as I've been in this game for a while if you if you will is is i do certain things really well and i reach certain students really well there are others i don't reach as well you know what they may find a home in your ministry and if they find a home and they feel safe and they find jesus and they grow deeper in relationship with him at your ministry i want them there it's Mm -hmm. not even i'm okay with it Mm -hmm. no i want them there yeah um but that's another thing but it's good to know to have a relationship so you know if they have kind of gone to another ministry so i think knowing all those reasons it's really important for us to be aware like self-aware ministerially aware of where our holes are and and where we are losing uh, losing students um, because we're it's more than just caring about our numbers. I know that there's probably some kind of exterior pressure on us about where we are, especially when you throw in pandemic, you know, and 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 COVID. That we want to make sure that we're you know sustaining and we're not losing you know as much as we can. Um, but because we want to love students and we want to help them grow in their faith, and if we're losing track of those students, we're losing our ability to influence them and we're losing our ability to speak into their life and we're losing the ability to to have relational equity with them um and so when we're losing students we're losing that ability to be influential in their lives and the lives of their families and so it's important for us to to make sure that we are aware of of that and where we're where we're losing students so that brings us to our grow where can we grow how can we make how can we make it better how can we make our ministry better how can we make specifically our processes and our systems better so that we can keep track of who's here and who's not um and so i think that that means we need to develop some systems that can help us easily monitor where we're retaining like where we're doing well and then where we're losing students and a part that we often miss is what's our process? Like what's our process? What's our, what's our process for, uh, for looking at our data and looking at our, our system. And then what's our follow? Like what's our next step? What's our follow up? What's the thing that we're going to do to help turn the tide and steer the cruise ship, so to speak. So Nathan, um, I kind of put that before you. What, what is it that you do in, in your ministry, um, to help you look at who's here and who's not here and then what do you do after you know that information right so the first thing is and i think this is for anyone listening you need to have some way to take attendance that is a number one you have to know not just the number of people in the room but what people are in the room which students are there um, and so for us, what, the way we do that is we use a system called planning center and we use groups. And so I have all of my small group leaders We're a small group ministry. They take attendance. We have an attendant. We actually do it twice. And there's a, a reason for that. Maybe we can get into another, uh, another podcast, but I do attendance at the beginning when they walk in the door. Um, and that way, if I know if a student walked in or not mm-hmm. when a parent comes knocking but then we take attendance at the end of the night with small groups so i also know if they were there at the end of the night because i've had students come late and i've had students come early and then sneak off 
So we take attendance twice so that we are aware and know who's in the room in the beginning and at the end. And that's like a safety thing too, right? Yep. Like you, you just want to keep track of who's in your building um, because if, if a parent shows up at the end of the night and, and Johnny's not there, you know, we need to be accountable to who's in our building. Well, and, and for me, this all started because I had um, a student when I was at another ministry that she was a freshman in high school and dad dropped her off and she would walk in and get checked in. But then a senior boy would show up and they would get in his car and sneak away and go have sex. Um, and dad kept asking, well, what are you talking about? What are you learning? She knew nothing. So he kind of stayed and lingered and watched and followed them and found out. And he came in the next morning raising cane about yeah. you know what's going on and so it's really important when a when a parent comes i can speak with confidence mm-hmm. if they were there the whole night yeah um and especially as you get larger and you have more and more students it's really hard to do if you don't have a system in place but so what do i do w- with that data where well, we have this information how do i help my leaders how do i help us know um who's there who's not there and what we use is um a red yellow green like a stoplight system and so once a month uh, my team will compile all the data and then we mark students as a red yellow or green Um, and a red is a student that's not been there in the last month Um, yellow is a student that's come once or twice Um, and then a green is someone that's come most every week every week or they miss maybe one and you probably know why they miss. Um, the reason why we do this is, is you probably know this. If, if you have students that are coming and you're engaging with them, you're going to pay more attention to them. Mm-hmm. And we are naturally social people. So our brain first goes to the ones that are there consistently and the ones we have the best relationship with. And how do you build that relationship with time? So, you know, it may be months before you look back and go, Oh, wait, I haven't seen Johnny or Sue in, you know, three months. What's going on? I haven't seen them in a while. Um, so this way, especially the yellow, you know, yellow is kind of like a warning sign to us. They're on the way out. They're, they're, they're testing to see if we notice. One mm-hmm. thing I keep on the, on the mind of my leaders is they want, they're going to test if people will notice when they're not here. Because people know that you care when you notice they're not there. Mm-hmm. And so they know that you care if you notice they're not there. And so for us, we want to make sure that if they're not there, we know. Um, and so if they're in the yellow, we're sending them a card. We're sending them a letter in the mail going, hey, missed you last couple of weeks. Excited to have you back. Hopefully we'll see you this Sunday. If they're in the red, we're sending a, we're making a phone call. We're sending a text message. Um, and so first, the leaders are going to try to reach out and connect with them. Um, if that doesn't kind of get them back in the next month, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to make a phone call. Um, I'm going to talk to the parents, see if I can grab coffee or grab ice cream or something with the student. Just try to get them back in to the fold. Um, you know, I, and, and it's funny you say that. I'm, I'm going to go back to what you said before about, um, about we pay attention to those kids who are in the green. You know, for you, they're in the green. They're the ones who are showing up every Sunday. There's a little bit of a tension and a little bit of a rub there when you begin to not give them as much attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've even said to students who are kind of like those core students who show up every time the door is open. I, I've said to them, and it's been a difficult conversation to tell them, hey, look, I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried. I'm worried about the kids who 
aren't here. Right. Um, and if and if you come and if I'm not paying attention um, or giving you as much attention as I might normally, it's because I'm worried about those kids who are on the fringe. Uh, and I'm excited about those, the students who are showing up for the first time in three months. Uh, and so you know, let's grab coffee through the week or, you know, whatever. But, um, I'm, I'm really more concerned about students who aren't here than the ones who are. That's tough. That's tough for a teenager, I think, to understand. Um, but I think when they grasp the idea of why, when you can clearly explain the why, I think the light bulb goes off and maybe that's even a way that we can, uh, train up leaders to begin to think about, you know, who, who is there and who's not there and how they can help in that process. Absolutely. But there is a tension. There is a Absolutely. tension there, um, that requires us to kind of put up some, some boundaries and some walls. Like how much time do I spend with the kids who are in the green and how much time do I spend with those who are yellow and, you know, how do I allocate that? and that attention because there's only so much of you right. that goes around and, and, and maybe an awesome way to leverage leaders too yep. uh, in that. So you can focus on kids who aren't and they can focus on the ones who are. And you know, there's maybe that's another podcast too, but they're just recognizing that there is attention and that it is hard to divert your attention away from the kids who are easiest right. to communicate and be relational with. That is hard is a hard thing to do and it takes practice. Well, and, and knowing that, you know, in here, it is hard, but it is something that we should do. Yeah. And so, you know, what you need to think through is, okay, if I, if it's hard, but I need to do it. So now how do I help? What system can I put in place so that I can do it, but still honor and, and pour into the ones I have? Yeah. So that's where, like, like Aaron said, tap into those leaders. Well, man, what, what is your system? How do you kind yeah, of keep track of that? So it's not that much different from you. I don't, I don't have a color coded system, but what I do is every Monday morning, I ask, um, our other student ministry staff person to generate a, a data report from the night. So every Monday, I look at our attendance and then I have uh, in columns like contact information. So it makes it easy for me to just write them a note right there or a cell phone or an email or whatever. Um, so I've got it right there so I can do it on that Monday morning. But then I do, um, instances. So I track the instances that we have um, Sunday night student ministry and I can see, you know, okay, who's been here. Um, I've got all the dates lined up and I can, I can track the data and I can see, you know, okay, this, this is four in a row or two in a row or every other. And I can kind of see and I, and we order them um, from top to bottom uh, top. It doesn't mean they get gold stars, but it just means that that's where they fall. If you're towards the top, that those are the, um, the students who have been there the most. And as you work down the list, I can see who's been there the least. And so I go through that list every week and I highlight some, I don't get to them all. Unfortunately, um, a lot of times I, I shop that out to our leaders and I'll say, Hey, look, you've got three kids in your small group that I'm worried about. Would you reach out to them this week? Um, and so I sometimes I'll take the ones that I know I need to touch with, like I, that I need to to contact. But I'll, a lot of times I do ship those out to leaders um, because I want them to be the ones that have that really personal, <clears throat> that really personal relationship with that with those students and their parents. So giving them an opportunity first to contact students to bring them back in the fold. And if that doesn't work, then I usually take it on myself uh, and and send out a message or email or meet up or whatever. Um, but yeah, I I do it every. Monday. I don't know if you need to do it that often. That's just what I found that works for me. It helps me to stay in routine. Yep. Um, that way I know that I'm hitting that every Monday morning and that's part of my weekly, my weekly process. Usually
usually Mondays before lunch. I'm wrapping up the week before. Right. And so that that's the time that I allot to do. And then after lunch, I don't think about last week anymore. I move on to the next week. Um, so that's just part of that routine. Uh, so once you found your system, maybe you want to borrow one of those ideas, or maybe you already do something special, uh, that's different than what we do, which is totally okay. Maybe even better. Um, now it, if you, now you need to think about how, how do you implement these things? And kind of like Nathan said, if you're not, if you're not keeping track of who is in your building and maybe more, more importantly, who's not in your building, um, Um, there's no better time than now to start. And so we want to give you a couple of, uh, a couple of, uh, services that you can use. We're not getting a paycheck from these people, but they're just, they're just proven, (laughs) proven in, in student ministry and in church world. Um, what are some of those, uh, services that, that we've heard people use before? Yeah. So, I mean, the first one is, is planning center and that's personally the one that, that I've used for years and, um, they have different modules with it that you can do check-in, you can do groups, you can do, um, registrations, all kind of different stuff. But the, the core of it is, is planning center people where you can put in your students and their parents and contact info. Like Aaron was saying, um, you know, you got to be able to reach out to them. How, what's their email? What's their phone number? I don't know about you. I don't, I don't have anybody's number memorized anymore other than mm. my wife i mean i just i've got my number of the house that i grew up in like 30 years ago i still have that number memorized and my wife's number but that's it that's yeah. all i got i mean the brain just i just don't work that way the anymore. church number our church still has a landline so i do have that number memorized but i mean planning center is a great resource to be able to put people in to keep track of when they're coming um, but really to be able, you know, what we use it in our groups, to be able to keep attendance so that leaders can, it's another way for leaders to communicate with them, send emails, send texts. Um, and it's just a great, great resource. And depending on what you need and the size of your group, you know, everything is kind of based on those numbers. And I mean, so they have a, a free version on some of them, depending on size. We, we use church community builder and I know that's a really popular one too. And one of the reasons that we use CCB is because it integrates with a texting system that we use too called text and church. And so they work together kind of symbiotically where we can arrange things in CCB in groups and then we can import those groups into text and church and then send communications to specific groups or large groups or the whole group or whatever. Um, and I know a lot of these other uh, systems and services do the same thing like PCO. I know it integrates with a lot of different softwares um, just like CCB does. And so man, make your life easier. You know, if you have a communication software, see what but see what attendance service will integrate with that software so that you can be better a better communicator through the week and through the weekend. And then a, a real easy, simple one I used for just a hot minute was MinHub. I don't yeah. know if you've ever used MinHub before or know people that did, but it's an app-based program um, that it r- works really well um, on tablets and phones. And it's kind of a, just a quickie, but it really helps you just if, you, if you're doing it, especially if you're by yourself and you don't have help or a lot of volunteer help, um, MinHub allows you to take attendance real quick. It's got icons for students and you can put their pictures on there. And so that way, if you don't know their name, but yeah. you can look at them and recognize them and you can find their picture. Um, that's definitely, uh, a, that's a cheaper service too. I think it layers, um, uh, and you kind of can get what you pay for. But then the free one is, 
Excel. Yeah. I mean, it, it, go back to, you know, your first computer class ever where they taught you how to do Word and Excel. You just an Excel document with their names and the dates across the top and just marking their attendance. Um, real super simple and easy. Um, it is, I mean, you get what you pay for. It is a free service. I mean, it's free. It's Excel, but I mean, it, you can't really integrate it into things. It might be different. It doesn't offer some of the integration that some of the others do. Um, but you know, if cost is really a thing and you're like, man, I don't know if I could afford an app or something like that. Excel is a way for you to do it that is free. Um, and I would encourage you to do it. If that's the only way, then use Excel because keeping track of attendance is so, so vital in the life of your ministry and the lives of your students, because that's how we know how they're doing, what's going on. Are they there? And you know, those I do, if they're, if they stop coming periodically or something's going on, it's usually because something's up in their world. Mm -hmm. Something is going on at home. Something's going on with school. They're feeling a certain way. Um, and there's a reason that they're stepping away. And so being able to reach out to them is so, so important in those moments. And then maybe the last thing that I want to share, Nathan, is this. Ask for help. Some of some of this that we're talking about is not our strong suit as as youth ministers and as youth pastors. Is 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 this particular th- thing um, where we're having to track data and attendance? Some of it, like I I like this stuff. This, this stuff uh, being able to look at everything and spread it out on a table and see where I'm at and see where we're at as a ministry is exciting to me. But probably not for a lot of other people. I might be in the minority. But find that parent who is an accountant or you know. Is, like a math whiz or whatever, um, you might find that you, that that people um, are unwilling to serve as volunteers or as a small group leader or whatever because it's intimidating or it scares them or they don't have time or whatever. But they can help you in this way. They can sit on their couch at home and and as long as you're taking attendance or somebody's taking attendance and getting them the information, they can keep track of it. They can tell you where the trends are. They can tell you who to watch. They can tell you um, you know who to pay attention to. Um, but that gives that gives parents or another volunteer or somebody else in your church. Uh, an opportunity to serve uh, and we want to make sure that that we're giving people opportunities to serve and so this is a neat way that you could um, that you can offload this onto somebody else but then give them an opportunity to serve well and so often we get caught up in well i think this is draining for me so i'm not going to ask anybody to do it because it's going to be draining for them but the truth is there are people that this is how their brain works and mm-hmm. they would love to help in this way. But if you want them to lead a group of teenagers in a Bible study, they're going to shut down. And so, you know, don't be afraid to make the ask. Don't be afraid to ask someone, you know, and I, I remember it's so it's rings with me, staff your weaknesses. And so that can be either with, with staff, but also just volunteers. If there's a, an area that you're weak, Find someone that it's an area of strength for them. Add them to your team. Let them kind of take ownership and let them show you. Here's what I found. When I go to someone and I say, hey, I need you to run this. I'm very weak in this area. And they're like, oh, I love that. I'll do it. They come back to me with something that's beautiful and well done and far better than I could have ever done with it only because I I trusted them with it and, and let them kind of run with it. But if I go, hey, I need you to do a, B, C, and D, they're like, oh, there's such a better way. Will you just let me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's such That's a right. better way. That's right. 
If you found this to be helpful, this conversation around student ministry, uh, specifically about attendance and keeping track of students, uh, if you found this to be helpful, would you leave us a review, uh, a positive review on our podcast page wherever you are listening to uh, to this content and material? Yeah, we'd also love to, to hear from you. Shoot us an email. Um, let us Give us some feedback. Let us know how you like it. Or if there's a topic you'd love for us to talk about, you can shoot us an email at I didn't sign up for this podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on our social media. Uh, we have uh, an Instagram page and a Facebook page. We need a Facebook page. Yeah, we do. Uh, so thanks for joining us from wherever and whenever you're listening. We hope that this conversation and the conversations that we have had are, are helpful to you and help you grow as a leader and help your ministry to go further and go deeper. We'll see you next time. Thank you.